0: It's 12 and Up, Season 11, Episode 8D, with your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, Preston Fuller. 12 and Up is a podcast of Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Preston Fuller is the pastor of the United Methodist Churches in Tilton and in Franklin, New Hampshire. This podcast is brought to you by questions does it help if we're not really sure about what we say does it give you a sense of certainty or make you feel a little anxious or uneasy is that a question And we're back. This I'm saying with certainty. We are back. Or are we? Did I ever leave? I've been sitting in this chair for, well, 10 days now. 10 days I've been sitting in this same chair, working on the intro for this episode. This is the 335th recording of this episode, of this intro for this episode. So I guess I'm still here. I've never really left. I'm very sad. Uh, Today, I'm joined with Preston Fuller to talk about games. Yay! Games, board games. And not just regular, like, board games. Well, the regular board games. But the, you know, the ones that people who want to sound smart play. So sorry is not in this. Nor is Clue. Norse Monopoly, they may get a mention, but we're getting to those Euro games, those designer games, those games that have um, rhinestones in them and that wear denim jackets, those fun kind of games. Uh, Preston plays a lot of games. He has a lot of games. He has a problem. He has issues. Uh, But that might not be game related. And uh, we talk about what that's like, and uh, this is really the What You Into episode. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, Pull out your... uh, your box of settlers of Catan, I'll roll the dice, get rid of the robber because he's annoying, and enjoy this conversation I had with Preston Fuller about games. All right, I'm, I'm now recording, so... Um, okay. You know, clean it up. I'm here with Preston Fuller, the Reverend Preston Fuller. He's a United Methodist pastor. And from what I understand, it takes a long time to become a United Methodist pastor. Is that right, Preston?
1: It it can take a very long time, very much so, yes. Yes. But Except- I, I have arrived and um I am now. Uh, sanctified, and on my way to perfection, as we would say as good Wesleyans. Wow, that
0: was that was right up there. Man, nicely done. You do have your credentials. Uh, Preston's the pastor at the United Methodist Church in Tilton Northfield and in Franklin. And uh, don't tell me the worship times yet. We'll do that at the end of the episode. And you're here, though, to talk to me about board gaming, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely,
1: board gaming. Shoots and ladders, sorry, Oh, trouble. Everything is just like risk. Risk. Yeah, yeah. Everybody comes to you. And they, they see the game and they go, "Oh, is that like Risk?" And I go, no, it's not actually. Is that really what they what they'll say? <laughs> they'll see the game and <laughs> yeah, every time, no matter what kind of game you're playing, is that like Risk? How could they? Is that like Monopoly?
0: Or Monopoly. Right, right. So, is it a game in which yeah. someone will end up crying? That's my understanding of both Risk and Monopoly. If if nobody cries yeah. near the end, then you're not really playing the game right. For risk and monopoly anyways.
1: Yeah, either that or someone throws the board across the room.
0: That happened to me. Well, not me. My younger brother did that. He, he was so angry because my older brother and I had an alliance against him, and he threw the board upside down. And I said, great, you yep, killed us all. As soon as you all. move
1: those troops into your train, it's over.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta bunker down in Madagascar. That's my f- approach. <laughs> oh, the turtle
1: approach in Australia, of course.
0: You know, <laughs>
1: but no, we do not play Monopoly. We do not play Risk. That is not the kind of board games we're talking about. So you're, you're,
0: you're the, the board games that come in the bigger box, not the thin. Sometimes. Sometimes oh, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> so let's have some titles first so, so that we get a sense of. And, and I'm glad that um, Trouble and Sorry are not the games because those games are horrible. Those are horrible games.
1: They are horrible.
0: They really are. They just um,
1: and, and they're actually we could
0: talk about
1: a little bit really good, solid children's games in the in the same kind of venue of games that are um, that are much better than your traditional children's games, which you only play because you love your child and you hate your life after you play it.
0: That's Candyland, another one. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yes. good. That will be good for people to know because um, if one thing, I'm tired of hating my life. Uh, so any opportunity to not hate my life, I'm going to take it. Any opportunity that doesn't involve a prolonged use of substances for me to not hate my life, I'm up for it. Yes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> All right, so what are some of the – just so people have a sense where you're coming from. What are... When you say board games, what are the games that you think of?
1: Okay, well, let me, let, before, before I release any titles or names, let me qualify well, the kind of games, the style of the game that we're playing. Okay. People would know it traditionally as um, Euro games, as in European games. And they're called Euro games because when they first started trickling out in the 80s, 90s, hmm. um, they were mostly coming from Europe, particularly Germany. Well, I just um,
0: lost half my listening audience right there. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, Not the
0: bad Germans. The good Germans. Oh, oh, oh um, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they're all good now. I thought when the wall came down, they're all good Germans now.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, ironically, here's 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 the reason. Um, a Euro game traditionally never has warfare in it. Oh, um, I love it. I love it already. Um, and so, and that was part of is that. That in Germany, you really weren't allowed to design um, uh, war games like risk. Um, the, now that is like like honestly like, yeah like risk or axis and allies right um uh so they traditionally didn't have any real combat in them now that's changed a little bit the, the games have have you know there's a lot of american designers and that that gets to um the other point where they're called euro games or designer games and okay. the reason they're called designer games is uh much like a book Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an author of the game. There's a designer, and so it'll say ah. a real famous one that you can buy. Or is a uh, ticket to ride, and that is by Alan Moon, um, who actually lives here in New England. Oh. And uh, Alan, hello. Ticket to ride would be <laughs> yes. <laughs> ticket. To, you know, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> I, um, why
0: wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, ticket to
1: ride would be what you're familiar with. Um, you you can literally now go to a Walmart and buy the base game. Um, and the ticket to ride has all kinds of expansions and additional game, right. games to it. Um, now, just uh, so you know, I, think, I, yeah. I
0: don't promote Walmart here on this show, so please do not, not bring, up, don't Walmart, bring that, yeah. don't, don't mention that store again, if you could, <laughs> Target's fine.
1: <laughs> I, I only, I only bring it up, well, actually Target carries it as well. Oh, um, I bring it up because okay. five years ago, you would have never seen any of these, any right. of these games in any big box stores, but, but now you do. Um. Uh, another really big one by Klaus Tabor Tabor, I know right, one this of one. the Germans. I think I know uh, this one. Settlers. Oh. Yep, I have that one. Okay, that's that was one of the groundbreaking games um, of, in in the Euro design. So if you're familiar with Settlers, um, you're you're familiar with the kind of uh, the overall overarching idea of, of a Euro game. Right. Um, uh, So So, which
0: which I so it's still good. So they are like risk in the fact that even when I play Settlers of Catan, someone ends up crying.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. Good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're keeping a beat down on your games. Yeah.
0: Um. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) one way or another, someone's going to be crying at the Malone House. That's the every game night. That's what happens. (laughs) Sometimes it's me. Um, Hey, you
1: know, sometimes when you do not get. When you do not get sheep for bricks, that
0: happens. <laughs> you have so many bricks that you need sheep. What are you doing with all And the no bricks? one will give you
1: sheep. No! Oh, I'll give get... you wheat. I don't need wheat. If I needed wheat, I'd ask for it. I, just, I need sheep.
0: I just need some friggin' sheep. Anyway, yes, I get very emotional with uh, settlers yes. of Catan. <laughs> yes. And they have as long as you don't patterns. get
1: wood for sheep, you're okay.
0: Because what are you going to do with wood for sheep? That's, that's, that's absurd. <laughs> so those are the kind of games that, that when you're talking about that, what were some of the other, um, I really am fascinated with the idea that they tend to stay away from warfare. Um, are there, were there other, are there other kind of like basic or broader characteristics they have an author? Are there others that you would say kind of lump these together? Uh,
1: it, keeping it, keep, yeah. Keeping it simple because there's, there are now so many game designers. There's so many games in these genres now that um, you know saying they're no longer about warfare would be you know would be a misnomer because right. you know, there are war games now and even all all kinds of different things. All of them have this though for the most part. There is a base mechanism behind the game. Hmm. Um, if you stripped the game of its title, of its colors, of of, of its theme you would see almost a mathematical rubric underneath it
2: no kidding
1: Um, that rubric um settlers of Catan rubric is Mm -hmm. based on um is based on the odds of craps um of the die game you know right a seven likely roll and a you know a a a two and a 12 are your least likely and so you as you know from that game you gain resources based upon the die roll and if if you have a if you have a if you have a a settlement on a role that's going to result in, um, obviously in a six or a nine role, you're, you're more likely to get resources. So there's that mathematical rubric underneath the theme of being on an island and settling it. Um, so, uh, other ones will be built on draft themes. Um, you're drafting cards and you're drafting resources. Um, Ah. other ones will be based on, um, uh, area control, meaning like, uh, you, uh, you'll have meeples and which are little wooden people or oh, good. Have, i was
0: going to say meeples is a that's meeples. new hampshire slang for something i don't know
1: <laughs> meeples is the you know the, the <laughs> traditional thing in like carcassonne which is another big famous game um and you will have know worker placement so you place so many on an area and you control the area and you get the resources from that area so all of them will have some kind of some kind of rubric underneath it okay uh, uh, Kinesia um, is a designer who uses a lot of heavy mathematics um, wow. underneath it. So, um, Tigers and Euphrates is one of his famous games. Um, uh, Area, yeah, spatial relations and things like that. Okay. So, we'll have that. The other thing, now that sounds all boring, and I'm probably scaring people away from games by explaining no, it that way.
0: Not my audience.
1: <laughs> not your audience.
0: <laughs> I've got a, I've Next. got a learning audience. <laughs> all right. Um, um, I mean, after the last after the episode where we talked about I talked with uh, Andrew about Van Morrison's Moon Dance, I think I isolated everyone who's not a learning kind of person. Okay. So by now, it's all learning people that listen. Excellent. So Excellent. go go okay. go nuts! This does not algorithms.
1: broadcast in the flyover states, right? Uh,
0: no, I think I have one person in Kansas. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's I grew it. up in Illinois and Wyoming, by the way, so if I don't get it, I don't want hate mail.
0: No, I mean, well, American <laughs> Baptists, we've got a couple of people in the in the flyover states that are learning people. We're doing our best to keep education alive in the flyover states. That's American Baptist motto.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. I think that I think that was in Matthew twelve, sixteen as well, as I recall. <laughs> uh,
0: Oh, you were gonna say you, you were gonna say something that not to make it. Oh, you were saying you know it probably sounds dull and boring, and then you had there was like a, oh, a, a however or a but coming up, and and then I rudely interrupted yes. you with my snide comments.
1: Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> when, what what make, what makes a lot of these games really really uh, better than we talked about Risk or Monopoly? Um, these games generally speaking um play within an hour 60 minutes um Mm -hmm. you know uh they can handle a range of two to usually six players some of them you know three to four players uh but they they play in a certain amount of time usually like 60 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and then they there's no player elimination ah so someone isn't getting kicked out of a game or defeated like you can in risk right um and out of the game and you got to wait another hour as you watch your friends play right um uh they most often too. you really aren't sure who's going to win till the end of the game
2: Mm.
1: which again unlike risk risk is kind of like okay more access and allies right you know who's going to win after an hour but you have to wait another hour to figure that you know to to let that person conquer the world or monopoly your friends over there and they're bathing in money and and you know you've sold your shirt but it's still two hours away right. before Park Avenue gets bought yeah. up, right? Which is, which is why so, every
0: time I play Monopoly, I wear layers. So if I sell one exactly. shirt, I still have another shirt to sell. Now I'm I'm always thinking when I play Monopoly.
1: <laughs> good, good. Well, you you're you're a learned Monopoly player. Um, so yeah, so that's that's some of the the basis of those games is that they have right. that balance in them, um, and and so they they keep everybody in the game kind of riveted and in. So so, like,
0: so group dynamics is, it sounds like that's an important factor in this game the way in which players interact with each other is that would you say that's also unifying
1: feature? yeah i you know there's there's games it's it's a good question there are some games that you play mm-hmm. that um, it's a very quiet table um, you're huh. really concentrating on 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 what moves you're making and um and, and so the, the game might go by very, very quietly, and not, not a lot of interaction mm-hmm. until the end. And then they kind of t- all of, everyone kind of talks about why they did what they did. And, and you know, there's kind of an interaction, uh, like an after action review of the game right. that takes place. Other ones are very, very socially active. Okay. There's a lot of, as you know, like in Settlers of Catan, you know, you're <laughs> right. always asking for, for the pe- trade resources and things like that. Right. So some of them have a very large social dynamic to them with a lot of interaction and some of them um, are, are if you have um, people who are more um, introverted, right, um, would love some of the games because it's it's you're there with people, but you don't have to you don't you don't have to keep up late conversation. Because
0: um, that is so you know. painful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're my daughter, it is. Uh,
0: so <laughs> I, I don't think that's in general.
1: I think that's just with parents. <laughs> uh, maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: but, you know, I, 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 so I don't forget um, another type of game that's come out of this world, mm-hmm. uh, which is really interesting, is what's called cooperative games,
2: hmm.
1: where everybody at the table is playing on the same team. You're on the same side and you're playing against the game.
0: Oh, fantastic. Uh,
1: a very famous one is Pandemic. Um, well, which I love it already. Uh, it has a uh it's a uh disease outbreaks happen in the world right. and the map of the world and, and you you take on different roles one's a physician one's a researcher uh you know the, these different kinds of things and you work as a team to try to reduce the spread of all these outbreaks that are happening across the globe um right. and you can you can start the game as an easy game a, a mid-level game or almost an impossible game and so depending on how difficult you want to make make, make that. Uh, another great one is called Shadows Over Camelot, which goes into uh, the, the universe of King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And, and you are all different knights on the round table. And again, you have all different quests that you have to go on, um, from finding the Holy Grail to defeating uh, the invading forces and all these kinds of things. Um, and so you team up and you go and you try to fulfill these requests, but the game at the same time, Um, is trying to trying to 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 basically destroy your quest or make you fail your quest fantastic it's really 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 fun game and what's neat about that one is um, even though it's a cooperative game there's a possibility that one of the Knights one of the people around the table is a traitor and is actually trying to help the game win Oh. but if you're the traitor you can't you don't want to be exposed as that right Um, So you're still playing along with the team, but you're ever so slightly trying to undermine things for the game to win. Oh, man. Um, so cooperative gaming is it um, is you know if you're right. in a ministry setting or or a youth group setting and you don't you know and you don't want to build the tension of people competing against each other the cooperative games are are are, are awesome.
0: Okay, uh, I do want to mention the other. I I have two of these games, only two. One okay. is Settlers of Catan, and I got the family edition, and then I got the regular edition. After I realized the family edition is a ripoff, yeah. um, don't get, don't get the family edition. Um, it's just the same thing. You just can't get expansion packs uh and then i got power grid have you seen power grid
1: oh power grid's a great game
0: yeah i, yeah. I don't know how you can play it in 60 minutes that that's a long no uh, but... no
1: no that's a uh, uh, freeze freeze is the designer of that if you ever look at his other games everything is in those same colors in the greens
0: oh okay
1: all his games are have that have that same color thing he's oh uh, no Again, like I said when I, I qualified earlier, there's, these games had expanded so much, and there's so many that. Yeah, oh, sure. So I, I the, can't sum them up like I could have in 1996. Um, 96 yeah.
0: was the golden age of Euro golden games.
1: Age. Golden age. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
0: that's, what people, that's what people in the industry have been saying for, for some time yes, now. It's yes. all oh, gone downhill since '96. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now, uh, but you mentioned that you do these uh, in ministry contexts.
1: Yep, I I have. You can. um, I use them. What's that like? uh, Ministry? Run away from it. Ministry's awful. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, first of all, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: that's a given.
0: But if one were to... um, So uh, give me one of the... uh, Is it just youth or do you youth and adults? or?
1: I... I have used gaming, um, geez, time flies, doesn't it, decades ago now. That's so crazy to think in those terms. But um, <laughs> uh, when I was youth minister at Annover Newton, I, I was a youth minister for uh, Methodist Church there. Hmm. Um, and I used, uh, we played a lot of Magic the Gathering, which is a card-based game. Yes, I've heard um, of that. I stayed away and, from it because it's so satanic. It's it's very satanic. And I... And I I, I led children away from Christ and into the dark one. And, well, um, that's Methodist. That's that's exactly what we try to do as Methodist um, Do all the harm you can as, as soon as you can. Oh, wait, that's not how it goes. Wait. Um, oh, right. Do all the good you can as often as you can.
0: Um. <laughs> the Wesley brothers are
1: dancing in the
0: pits of hell right now, saying, yes, another one. <laughs> that's... <laughs> but, but I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to give a disclaimer for that. I'm going to let that sit just like that. All Methodists are leading people to the worship of Satan. I think that's, that's a safe statement to make, right?
1: Yes. Uh, go out into the world and make disciples for Satan for the for the destruction of the world. All right now I do don't, don't believe. Don't believe that one. Make disciples for Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's not what we're really doing here. <laughs>
0: Um, now folks this isn't true about Methodists now I feel like I need to say it Poor Methodists some Methodists are good people
1: some not me but some are no. <laughs> All
0: right. now that we've maligned the Methodists as a youth pastor as you were doing your due diligence to lead people away from Christ yes um, you were playing Magic the Gathering
1: yeah it was, it was I had a um, my youth group had a, a, a lot of uh boys in it um seventh eighth ninth grade range Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and and you know i could i we could try all sorts of different kinds of things but if i held a magic the gathering group right um they would invite their friends and we would quadruple in number um and so you know it was a really interesting opportunity and 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 one of the incredible things about gaming from a ministry point of perspective is um and and i'll talk a little bit about this when i was a college chaplain Hmm. um is it allows you to be around a table of people who are unchurched um oh. but you're not a pastor then you're just a fellow game player oh. and and it it breaks the ice in ways that that don't that you can't break the ice in other settings because you mm-hmm. have to pass the pastor hat on all the time or someone feels like they're being churched you know what I mean like right um so in the youth group setting you know these these uh, these they would invite their friends and I was just this cool guy who would play magic you well, know
0: you were just this guy let's
1: not i was just this guy no i was cool back then i'm not cool anymore <laughs> i was i was like you know in my 20s man i was i was you know i was cooler than you back then i don't well okay <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let that slide for now
0: i don't know how that could have been possible but okay
1: um but <laughs> fast forward to fast forward a little bit um i i took a, a job at plymouth state university mm. as a campus minister there
0: go uh, and, what's their mascot
1: A panther, of course. Go Panthers, because
0: New Hampshire is full of panthers.
1: Very much so. Um, Maybe 5,000 years ago. Um, (laughs) So Plymouth State, go Panthers. Go Panthers. Um, And, you know, uh, those of you who don't know New Hampshire, we're one of the most unchurched states in the country. Um, You know, this is not Bible Belt region Mm -hmm. by any stretch. And so, you know, being a Protestant interfaith campus minister... In a state school in New Hampshire, you can put up all the flyers you want for a Wednesday night Bible study or <laughs> small gonna... group, whatever, and uh, you know, it's it's you and um, the cold air coming through the window. Um, so what I learned is that you know they're not going to come to you. You have to go out into the campus and you have to you have to introduce yourself to students. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the you know I liked board games, so I discovered oh look there's a gaming club. Uh-huh. Um, which was a student club and mm-hmm. it was just student club, um, active student club on campus. Um, wow. They met Thursday nights and probably had 40 students easily, if not more um, gaming. And so it was open to the public. I, I walked in, I didn't even say, Hey, I'm pressing the pound, you know, the campus minister. I was just, you know, some you know, public person coming in, just some old guy, and, old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uncool at that point. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 just started playing. I would bring in some of the board games that I had, and play some of the ones they had, and I, you know, you're you're sitting for an hour with six or seven other students, and you're talking, and and. And eventually, you know, they, they learned that I was this campus minister. But mm-hmm. by the time they really kind of learned it, they're like, "Oh, but you're, a co- I know you don't think I'm a cool guy, but hey, this is this is an easygoing guy. This is a pretty nice guy." <laughs> you can, happy,
0: pr- you can call yourself cool. It's
1: okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. So, so they're like, uh, so suddenly now you've got these students who're like, they've they trust you. They know who you are. And now yeah. they're, oh, you're you're a campus minister, and and. You know, and they would start sharing things. Some of them were like, Oh, I'm an atheist, or or you know, or I you know, I grew up in such and such church, and you know, they would start sharing things about them. Mm. And if, sure enough, I'd be in my office and, and I get knocked on the door, someone come through and they would be from the gaming club and say, hey, can I talk to you about something? No kidding. Uh, and then you know, I start sharing like some of the struggles they're going through. And and so I, I really developed um, I was there for about five years, I really mm-hmm. developed a relationship with a lot of students through that. Um <laughs> I'm very good friends with the um with the the what do you want to call it the mentor the advisor for the group. Okay. Uh, um and he and I still game together and we're good friends. Um, um and he's unchurched completely. In fact I think he considers himself agnostic. Um, and so it really it really built inroads to places I there's no other way you're going to build inroads, too. All
0: right, so two questions. Yep. One: Are there Christian versions of board ga- of these games? And two: If not, did you always bring enough tracks for to slip into the games ap- as you were leaving?
1: I, I always made sure that we opened by reading a chick track together. <laughs> My favorite is "Why Is Mary
0: Crying." But <laughs> 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 Folks, go check out Chick Tracks. I'm not even going to link them on the show notes, but uh, it's a certain kind of evangelical tool of a certain era that uh, for some reason are still around. I don't know why. They're still around. They're, yes. You can yes. find them in rest, uh, rest stops in their bathrooms.
1: Yeah. Don't, kids, don't, don't go into bathrooms at rest stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just
0: go to the trees, just pee in the forest. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, was, but actually, are there Christian versions of
1: of these? Thank God, no. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> because anytime time, first of all, whenever there's a Christian version of something fun in the world, it just sucks the joyride out of it. And um, you know, whether it's <laughs> rock and roll, <laughs> <laughs> movies, books. <laughs> now, the Left
0: Behind series is a reputable <laughs> series of literary, wait, wait. I think I can say it without laughing. No, I can't. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> what about Christian hip hop?
1: <laughs> Let's bust out some DC talk. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> so for some reason, the Christians haven't glommed on to uh, gaming.
1: Um, I, I, let me back up. I, I I've never seen a, a a remake of something to or have I?
0: What about crusades, there must be some kind of crusades kind of game with. Yeah, you know, I, I feel involved. like
1: I came across something once years ago where someone did a remake. but I, 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 I don't, I don't remember. Um, here's here's the thing. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of the themes of the games are, are are I would consider healthy themes. You know, like you like mm-hmm. Baton or something. They're not. You know, so it's not like you have to, pay, you know, I don't know, make something purify it in some way. You know, right. I mean it's just not that kind of um you know there's some games like cards against humanity which yeah which i <laughs> yeah I, I, we busted to a youth group right um yeah i can't
0: <laughs> recommend bringing that
1: to youth group meetings yeah, um, No, don't bring that one to youth group yeah uh, actually a, a some progressive christians did to make a biblical version of that game oh man but, but it's just as it's just as dark
0: that's okay, folks again, also, you can go check that one out on your own, but do it with uh, a not safe for work kind of warning um, <laughs> or home or I mean, just go in a closet, you know be by yourself and then look up cards against humanity.
1: there's yes, there's a um there's some there's some of the games that have uh, a lot of them have historical themes, mm-hmm. so sometimes I mean, religion comes into play. there's a lot of uh, you know, do you ever read the series Pillars of the Earth? I don't read. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you don't read. Um, t- <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, well, my, my, my my degrees are all mail order, and, and even then I had to pay someone to fill it out for me because.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just click. I just I just click on. Do you want to be ordained to this church on the internet? Yeah, then... I, I don't.
0: I, I don't read. I. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I haven't read. Pil- Pillars of the Earth, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah it, no, so, I haven't read that. Uh, but there's a you know, they made a board game of Players of the earth and in the center of it is the the chapel is being built um, on oh. the game is, um, when the when the chapel is actually built oh. so there's there's a lot of the religion comes into some of the games mm-hmm. not not preachy sense but you know as a historical sense and something right um that seems very uh, european yeah and it would be it would be you know <laughs> it, it's some of the things some of the themes are really funny you know like there's a lot of you know the Medici area of, um, and you oh, know, it, it, it trade in the Mediterranean during right. during the Venice, you know, era man. and all that, you know. So there's a lot of that, those kinds of themes. All right. Um, so let
0: me let me ask you this: If I don't listen to NPR on a regular basis, will I still feel comfortable playing these kind of games? Yes, you will. (laughs) Okay, I'm wondering, because it feels like these all are, I mean, they're European games, designer games, cooperative, history, you've got learning involved.
1: Yes, I know. This is, Um, uh,
0: (laughs) yeah, we've totally isolated my flyover state listening population. (laughs)
1: Don't worry. There's some really good war ones in there too. If you really want to get into it, you can get into. Uh, all, so, so, but all here's, kinds a, of it.
0: here's here's and actually, this is a serious question. Um, and, and you made a deliberate choice to lean into this part of who you are. When I knew you in seminary, for those who I haven't said that yet, Preston and I were in seminary together, and we really can't share much about our experiences because. Yeah, I well, that the part, yeah, we just don't remember most of it. And the, what we do remember, we promise we made a pledge to never bring up. So, um, uh, but when you came to seminary, you were right out of, more or less out of college. You, um, and I remember you brought this experience of being part of a fraternity at, at Wake Forest. Do you want to say what your fraternity was or you'd not want to mention that ever again?
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I was, I was a, uh, I, I guess I am. Uh, Sigma Nu. Sigma Nu. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um Is there a, a cry or a yell or something that people? I'd have to kill you do? if I said it. Oh, okay. and then I
1: kill your audience, and fair, so yeah.
0: Fair enough. I mean, there's love, of- truth, and honor.
1: How about that love, is that truth, what you,
0: love truth, and honor? Yes. Nice. So from there to the Methodist, you took a step down. Um, so we just cut out. We cut out everything but the truth part. Right. So, but <laughs> I mean, but you know, my impression and who you are, part of who you are is you're you're an athletic person. You made me watch football games you didn't make me but you certainly brought that into my life and i will never forgive you for that Uh, but you know you're an athletic person and so you go and do this this campus ministry and you could have just said i'm going to do basketball games i'm going to you know reach out which is like the stereotypical youth minister young adult pastor
1: right Yeah. yeah
0: You know, especially out of, yeah, you know, Wyoming, Illinois, that's the kind of youth ministry that people do. Instead, you decide to lean into a dork geek side of yourself. Absolutely. So tell me about that. What is it about that part of who you are that you wanted to embrace more?
1: I am all things to all people in order that I may win some.
0: Yeah, I'm going to call BS
1: on that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, in all seriousness, uh, Preston. I mean, you could have. I mean, you you really could reach probably reach people doing some kind of sports ministry as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, uh, to, to toot my own horn, I, I try to stay multifaceted in in, in my relationship with other people and um, what I do. Um, and and it, in that time period, and um, actually, uh, I. There was one young woman in in my program who was on the women's rugby team, mm. and um, I went to their games. Oh, uh, good! And they made they made a state final, and being women's sports, um, they're generally ignored, right? Yeah. You know, they get the and but and, and PSC was a Division three school, so it wasn't like sports. You know, it wasn't like like if you're going to, you know. It's a place you know, where support, you could you
0: could support the teams and not feel dirty about it.
1: Uh, yeah yes yes and and sports sports isn't the major thing on the radar screen and, right so anyway well, uh, the uh like the women's the women's um rugby team was going to state and so we opened up the Methodist church that was right by the campus and we we gave them this this a really big pancake breakfast right before, nice. before they left for their thing uh, for their um, their their away game for the states and um, to, to this day, I've run into some of those young women and they're, and they're like, Oh my gosh, you, you're, you're the, you're the guy who like cooked that big pancake breakfast for us. It's <laughs> you know? awesome. Um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, it's, I, I, I embrace many sides. I, I'm an active downhill skier mm-hmm. and, and I always, I want my students skiing all the time. There's, there's, there's a real, there is a real, uh, uh, lift chair ministry. You know, you're sitting on a lift chair with somebody for ten minutes as you're going up this cold, freezing mountain, and right. you get an opportunity to talk. Drinking your whiskey. Drinking your whiskey and. <laughs> <laughs> um, staying so, warm. I, so I, I did. I did do other things, um, but but yeah, I, I I can totally embrace this geek side of me, and um, and actually, your opportunity to really sit down with a group of people and talk over board gaming is a lot easier than being on a basketball game.
2: Hmm.
1: You know. You know, not. I mean, I did go to basketball games, but you know, you, you might talk to the person sitting next to you a little bit. Right. Um, that's very different than spending an hour with somebody or you know, six, you know anywhere from three to six people on, around a table and, and talking and getting and getting to know them. So it, it provided a different opportunity than than some other forms of ministry would go. But yeah, I, hey, you know, I take what you love and, and do something with it for the sake of Christ. You know, and just take what you love and, and go with that. Don't try to create yourself in ministry to be someone you're not. I mean, you, you know this. but Well, that's
0: the, there's the takeaway right there. Don't try to be someone you're not for the sake of Christ. Absolutely. I, I want to push back a little bit on when you said you, you would, like, sit at the table and play and you were not a pastor. Yep. I imagine, because when I've done this with youth activities, you were trying to model good
1: behavior no way well all right so let's just say <laughs> if someone else was there
2: <laughs>
1: no no you know you know always funny is um I I didn't, I didn't try to not model good behavior mm-hmm. or, or not but it would be interesting because as they started to learn you know as the, as the club lo- you know learned that I was a pastor right you know, some somebody would swear in the room you know and then they apologize then, oh my gosh I apologize oh, you know I' I say, say damn it don't do that again right and folks, you know,
0: please Please, if you're not a pastor and if you swear around a pastor, don't apologize. Please don't. Oh my gosh, it's so annoying! So annoying. It anyway, pisses
1: us off. It really does.
0: <laughs> if this wasn't, if I, if I, had, if I was to give this podcast an explicit rating, I would be cussing up a storm right now. But just the editing makes a headache, so that's why I'm not swearing right now. But normally, if you ever came to my sermons,
1: they're kind of blue. Let's just be leave it at that. Outstanding. No, not at all. Yeah, that. no. So, so it would. <laughs> what what it you know rather than I would say model good behavior i mm. I, I modeled I modeled the idea that uh, Christians are real mm-hmm. um, as pastors we're 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 down to earth with the rest of you. We're going through this a lot of the same things you're going through um, you know, being a Christian isn't you know, minding my my language. It's it's loving my um, as myself, it's loving God with all my heart, you know, and reflecting that rather
0: than. So what I mean by model good behavior is not so much with the language, but like if someone does a good play, if someone does something really smart, Hmm. then it's like, wow, that was excellent. Even if it doesn't help you, even if it goes, if it hurts you to say, nicely done. Like that—that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. With you know, it's more how am I going to build up the community overall? How am I, you know, my presence here? How will that help for the camaraderie and the sense of fellowship around the table? That kind of modeling is more of what I was. Yeah, thinking no, about.
1: absolutely, I agree with you. And then, and there's if, if your listening audience isn't familiar with gaming, they're they're. they're Preconceived idea of a game is probably a, a, a room full of, of of nerds and geeks, and we
0: haven't uh, helped that at all. I think we've kind of leaned into that
1: preconceived <laughs>
0: notion,
1: <laughs> and then socially inept people and, and all that. And, and you know some what? are That's atheists what? too, and some atheists. It's, there is a truth to that. Um, uh, you know, a <laughs> lot of uh, a lot of the students that were in there, um, some of them were were uh, socially no problem, no issues every, you know, and yeah. other ones. Yeah. I, I, th- this was the place that was safe for them. Mm. Um, there, there were students who's, yeah, their, their or whatever it was. Um, um, th- the game club was a place where they could be themselves and it was a safe place.
2: Mm.
1: Um, um, and, and so, you know, I think, you know, giving, you know, being a, a, a presence in there, um, first just as a gamer but then as a pastor
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think it was helpful for them because it allowed them to think okay you know there christianity isn't judging me because i'm socially awkward and, you know i can connect with somebody who's a christian right. uh, despite the fact that maybe maybe they got laughed at at their youth group if they went to one you know what i mean like yeah you know i, I don't i don't you know i didn't know all their faith backgrounds but um so yeah i mean it, there's there there was a woundedness within that community hmm. um that's apparent when you go into it but that's you know again I'd, at the same time there were, you know that's not everybody who goes to a game club or everybody who plays games by any stretch of the imagination um right um but it, yeah it's a side that you know the church doesn't normally embrace um and and so that, that was a that was a positive aspect
0: yeah i mean I'm going to stay with the dichotomy i created of the, you know the athletic outreach versus the gaming outreach and and that dichotomy certainly speaks to a dichotomy in, in culture that i've joked about you know the you know the npr listening you know let's have some tea and talk about this and it will figure it out somehow that kind of that kind of crowd versus the we're going to win etc yeah. um and and when we talk about when we think about like church growth and reaching people um, the ones that the, the typology that usually comes to mind for folks, especially as we get a little further south and a little further west of where we are, um, are those who are more on the athletic side, more on the winning side, more on the power side. And reaching those that are, you know, a little more awkward, a little more dorky, a little more geeky, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's not lifted up as much. Right. And especially if we think of, of the ideal pastors that are held up um, in a more evangelical context, they tend to be more athletic. Um, they, they are able to, to brag about their prowess of, of one kind, one way or another. And that's a whole thing we could unpack, and I don't want to. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you don't get so much like the somewhat awkward pastor which is which is the main reason why i haven't really broken through into the mainstream of christianity i'm just too awkward and too nerdy and i you know what i'm okay with that Um. (laughs) so i i think there's something really laudable about what you're about the the idea of use of looking at the gaming community as a place to go and the way that you did it not going in like we're going to take over um and there is something really hopeful knowing that there aren't there isn't a Christian arm of gaming, gaming world of game world <laughs> yes. right yeah. uh, because it is almost like now we're gonna break into someone else's safe space.
1: yeah, yeah with that that typical uh, come to the ice cream social which really isn't an ice cream social. we're gonna bombard you with Jesus once once again well, being, you know that 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 the, right. the sleight of hand kind of or hell you know, houses. See. did
0: you ever go to a hell house? I live in one. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I, well, Kathy just said she oh, heard that. Oh, yeah! Oh, I just. <laughs> Guess he's
0: not getting supper. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, the Hell House. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. We actually decorate our church at Franklin and uh, dress up and, and hand out hand out candy and, and, and show show movies off the side of the church on, on Halloween. No, I, I do not embrace the Hell House mentality. Right, but that,
0: that is certainly an underhanded, like, we're going to bring kids in, we're going to scare them, it's going to be fun, and in the end, we're going to browbeat them into accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior.
1: Is there another know. way? <laughs> no, obviously not. <laughs> uh, um, that's...
0: You know, that's the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, you know, now I now I threw all this out here, and I kind of feel like I've been dismissing the more athletic side. it you know, there are people who are, you know, who are athletic, and that's who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and that's what, and they should lean into that. I, I think that's kind of what you were saying. Like, if that's who yeah. you are, if that's what you do, do that. You know, be that person. Just don't put us down. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. You know, and and that's you know, the, you know, the the field of going into to different demographics in ministry, um, lends itself. You know, one of the one of the places I think the church, um, and I'm not picking on the evangelicals. I I think liberal church and progressive church has been just as bad at mm-hmm. um, is naming um, mental health issues. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you. I don't know if you do joys and concerns at your church, but if you do, if mm-hmm. you do, you know, the prayers of the people and you come up concerns. You know, if someone walks in your church and says, "I got diagnosed with cancer," everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, let's pray for you. How can we support you? You're going in for chemo. Make sure we get casseroles to your house." And, you know, right. you know, you know, like all the support comes out. But are we a safe place to say, um, um, you know, I have bipolar disorder? Right um you know i, I have histeronics or or my son um, um has autism yeah. or you know and and embrace them the same way with that same kind of love and outreach and support right um because one doesn't choose to have be bipolar any more than one chooses to have leukemia right. um you know so going into a setting like like the board game setting that i was in and and, and all that you know, there were a lot of kids who it wasn't that they were socially awkward. They suffered from from some mental illnesses, mm-hmm. um, you, know, um, you know, some autism and Aspergers and things like that, which is really good for the gaming world because if you have Aspergers, you you want to concentrate on things. You know, that it, oh, just, right, right. You know, so the, it would it was again a kind of a safe place um, where where that where your Aspergers actually kind of helps you in the gaming world. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, it, you've got that focus, you've got that kind of mathematical ability to see things like that, and, and, and see those, what's coming up in the game. Right. So, um, you know, yeah, there's there's really positive aspects of going into those communities, um, um, or those communities draw those kinds of people into them in some ways. Nice. Whereas um, the church, we don't, we just don't, we don't really do a job with that. I feel. Yeah,
0: I do like. I mean, I was thinking when you mentioned that it's a safe space or a safe place. Um, that, that's one of the things that where I've served, or I strived for, especially with the joys and concerns. And it's always a risk when you say, "So what do you got to the people yeah. Or What are your joys and concerns? Because uh, you know some people have said things that have been politically charged that I've had yep. to then unpack and then do yep. some work afterwards. I'm like when they said this, they didn't mean all, and you know that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but i 've also had people you know and you probably have as well people share just from a real place of hurt and woundedness, and it being really- really meaningful to them and and uh, yeah, and if uh, pastors can help make that time a safe place or they can really destroy it, depending mm-hmm. I think in a lot of way they hear and respond um to the people sharing um, Absolutely. I, yeah, and I think your your point on mental health is is right on um that's a place where we still, we have a lot of work to do because it's one of those wounds that you don't see.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and, and we don't let people, the stigma is to keep it quiet. Yeah. You no, know, like, like, you don't, you don't, you know, there's a, there's a fearfulness in, in saying that somebody has a, a disorder of some kind right. of mental disorder. Okay. Oh, you're
0: depressed. Oh, you're still sad. Why like, can't you just get over yeah, it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Like, we're going to solve your problem by saying, "Well, you just need to think happy thoughts." Right. And, you know, clinical depression—that doesn't work that way. <laughs> right, um, right. I think happy <laughs> thoughts.
0: I think my <laughs> happy thoughts bring me further down into despair.
1: Um, thanks. Thanks, but, uh, Church. You know, you, you brought you, when you asked the question about these being religious games. An interesting caveat to this is um, a lot of these games in the United States
2: mm-hmm.
1: being designed by Mormons. The Mormon community there is. Uh, uh, is is um, you know they have those very specific family nights, you know the Mormon nights oh, like, and all that, uh, which is which is a really healthy thing. It's like you know no 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 television, no phones, no no screen times, um, and so they, they traditionally have always played games together. But and what
0: they don't tell you the family night is the one night they can drink caffeine. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i mean which makes for crazy family nights let me tell crazy family you night. i dated a mormon for a while and i went to a family night and they were it was it was more than i could take and i was i was
1: like you woke up go. with a headache okay. and didn't know where your car was right <laughs> basically
0: yeah covered with covered with macaroni salad i it was
1: i didn't know what. why, to, why do i have a tiger leash on <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we only got through one cup of coffee each. Can you imagine if we had two?
1: What uh, you oh, cool. were saying—the
0: Mormons and their games.
1: Mormons yeah, are great you know, people too. So, so they, uh, so there's a pretty big uh, uh, gaming community, uh, the designing community among that. Um, mm. And they, they don't. Uh, if you played the games, you wouldn't. They're not religiously themed or anything like that. You know, there's no they don't have a hidden agenda like at the the end of the game you're like wow i want to learn more about joseph smith um yeah that's that's
0: that's (laughs) my evening prayers every night i end the day saying i really would like to know more about joseph smith i don't know how they do it but they get me asking every day (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry i keep derailing you preston come on stay focused here
1: you know, I, I, well, I'm just trying to focus on the angel Moroni right now, but. Um.
0: That's the macaroni salad.
1: <laughs> That's the Moroni salad. <laughs> all right. You <laughs> could be Jonathan Moroni now. There's a little change name right
0: there. That's all you needed. That's it. <laughs> so let's see. We've maligned the Methodist horribly, now the Mormons. Who else can okay. we malign? We're getting all the M's covered. I'm not touching oh, the Mennonites. Muslims. What, what do we I have am- on the Mennonites? Mennonites. Oh my gosh, don't get me okay, started. Start. Amish Light. You know, go all the way or don't go at all. <laughs> That's what I say about the Mennonites. Um, so, all right, so the Mormons have these board games that are subtle and not overly religious, it sounds like. Yeah, or,
1: or religious at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good on
1: the Mormons. Yep. Good on but them. You, when you brought up, the, you know, was good on the Mormons, yeah. Yeah, good for them. Um, but, you know, the, you know, from, from a family perspective, not that I'm, I necessarily practice what I preach, but... Um, you know the idea of, of you know having these board games as a family night to get to knock down the screen time, right? And and, and all that's not not a bad thing. No. Um, you know, it's, if you know, not everybody's into board games. So you know, some people just can't stand competition and things like that, and right. so you know, just adverse to it. But if you've got you know, for a family or or, or a group um, uh, social setting like friends and stuff like that, it's kind of a nice unwind from just playing video games or watching television or yeah. you know. Watching Netflix or whatever, so um, you know that's not not a bad 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 setting for We're that. We're
0: going to start a trend of board games and chill. Board
1: games and chill.
0: Board games and chill. It's going to be a totally different thing than the Netflix and chill. And folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about, talk to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So, if someone wanted to start, um, like if they wanted to get into the board gaming community, what are some su-
1: suggestions that you might have? Uh, You know you can if if you actually want if if you're somebody who's like oh i'd like to actually belong to like a gaming club or a game group Hmm. um you know you might do a search on on facebook in your area um uh you can do that a a really good resource um uh an award-winning website actually is boardgamegeek.com okay bgg.com boardgamegeek.com um i challenge any of your listening audience whether they are east coast or flyover to go onto that website and try to find a game that's not listed they have they have a library of i i think every game has ever been, ever every been made every game that's ever been made ever been made you will find on there and it'll give you ratings it'll give you re- uh, reviews on the on the games mm. um it lists uh it lists the top the top you can go on there and it'll it'll list the top thousand games like i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna go after this we're done i'm gonna go and see where melbourne is Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a game that both continues to draw me in and repulse me at the same time. Never played it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a card game, but with driving and stuff. It. it, I'm not gonna. I don't wanna. Please
1: continue. (laughs) Um, Boardgamegeek.com. It it will list. You can go on the see the highest rating games right now. And used to be Twilight Struggle, but I'm not sure what's the number one game anymore. Mm. Um, And um uh by the way twilight struggle is a fantastic game it's uh it's a uh, cold war era um from the end of world war ii to the coming down on the wall and um you play opposite sides you're either the soviet union yeah. or, or the u.s and uh it's a fantastic game by the way excellent two um so you, but if you go in there you can, you can start to explore um if you want a game company that does a wonderful job of games that are family friendly and you can throw it on the table and learn the rules and probably under 15 minutes and teach the game in under five
0: mm.
1: um go look at a company called days of wonder
0: d-a-z-e or
1: y-d-a-y-s days of wonder good for them yep uh ticket to ride is one of their one of their games um so that that's a good that's a good resource it's a good place to start i think if, okay. if you were
0: Um, And then try to, obviously, if you want to play games with other people, and if you don't have a family, and you're by yourself, you need to make some friends.
1: You need to make some friends. Though some of these games play solo.
0: No. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There's hope for you, Michael Strickland. There's hope for you. (laughs) Some of them do play solo. (laughs) And there's hope for me, then. Because that means I would actually have to interact with my family. and
1: I just can't. I just, and some is... of these, some of these games and these designers have carried over now into what we what we would call um, party games. Okay. You know, like like your traditional, um, uh, like what Outburst in um, Twister. you know, yeah, Twister, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> categories, things like that. Boulder Dash. Uh, <laughs> Boulder Dash, actually, Boulder Dash is a fun game. Yeah, my uh,
0: my sister's big into party games.
1: Okay, a really fun one that um, you can get now. It's called Code Names. Oh, um, it's, it's a party game, but it's actually by a, a game designer, um, and uh, we've we played that quite a bit. It's a a really fun game, real real basic game. So a lot of these, uh, some of these games have trickled into, you know, the, the party game, which is more social, obviously. The party right. games are a lot of interaction going on <laughs> like that for the introverts uh, out there. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of also, if you're if you're a parent and you've got young children, and like we were talking about earlier, and mm. if you play another game of Candyland, you're going to go outside and jump off a bridge in the middle of an ice storm. Um, so <laughs> first, you got
0: to drive to the bridge in the middle of the ice storm. Kudos to you. Oh no, you're going to go him.
1: naked. You're going to be so sick of Candyland. You know, that's like- true. <laughs>
0: that's true. The amount of nights I've run out of my house naked because of Candyland is insane. It's just crazy.
1: But anyways. I if I have to stand one more time in the molasses swamp, i tell you what. <laughs> I just keep going
0: through the cards and I can't get always, and, and the game just never ends. Uh, but yeah, you were going to say? <laughs> uh,
1: there's, they, they have, there's a lot of really, really good uh, children's games, mm-hmm. um, depending on the, the age range, um, that are, even as a parent playing them, they're, they're enjoyable. Oh, okay. uh, because there's actually a little bit of a strategy going on, a little bit of a game going on. You're not just flipping cards and moving, or going sliding down ladders. Um, uh, one of them uh, that's really fun um, and it's a beautiful game actually it's called Giro Galapolo. That's G-I-R-R-O. Um, I'm a horrible speller. Gallop- I'll look it
0: up. <laughs> Giro yeah. Galapolo.
1: Um, and it's. Um, it's it's a little it's like a horse racing game and it actually the the figures um are actually made of wood really really nice design Mm -hmm. um and and it's a it's it's a you you have a set of cards um that decide how many spaces your horses are moving but it's programmed you decide um ahead of time which cards are going to be played first and and then you kind of like one by one you each reveal a card nice and and what's interesting about it is um, you can get in each other's way, so if you're supposed to move three spaces, but there's a horse already there, then you can't move there. Uh, so um, it's it's a really enjoyable. Um, nice. I'll flash you. There's, there we go. Oh, okay.
0: G A L O P P O. I gallop.
1: So. So there's a there's a lot of uh, two by two, which is uh, actually is, is a is a Noah uh, Noah the Ark theme there. Oh, there's some faith it's some religious I stuff. Noah the Ark. I just said Noah the Ark, Noah's Ark. Um, well, his friends <laughs> always called him Noah the Ark. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Especially right Nark. before the drafting tournament, Nark. Nark. Nark for short. <laughs> Nark.
0: <laughs> Noah was the first Nark. He kept he saying, "They're good. the ones, God. They're the <laughs> ones to drown." And God's like, "Okay, hey. here we go." <laughs> Noah was a Nark. I'll park. never
1: like him. No.
0: Um, <laughs> so two by two is a good game as well. Two by two, uh, I,
1: I, I will. I would bring that game out sometimes and play with, uh, you know, the guys I game with. Nice. Um, I mean, it's got enough going on and it's mm-hmm. fun. But it, but at the same time, it, it's a really, really enjoyable children's game.
0: I'm going to. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy that for my nephews. And they're going to roll the eyes like, great, a religious game from my pastor uncle. And then they're going to be tricked yes. into enjoying it. This is fantastic. I <laughs>
1: think they're going to enjoy it.
0: And I'm going to yeah. line the bottom <laughs> with
1: tracks about Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. More chick tracks. More chick
0: tracks. I'm sure there's a Noah the Ark track out
1: there. <laughs> sure.
0: All is. right. So, <laughs> so um, we got to start to wrap this up. But. Uh, okay. Um, a lot of good games out there, and this sounds like an like just its own world that you can, people can branch into and get lost into and spend hundreds of thousands of oh, dollars. You know, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Beware of your pocketbook. Um, oh, I, do, I've yeah. I've gotten to a, a a point of acceptance in my life, um, <laughs> where you- where I, I have all the games that I, I really kind of care to own, um, uh, and I I have plenty of friends who I game with who are in what's called the cult of new and the oh, cult of okay. go out and buy whatever newest biggest games coming out are right. so um i i probably have a library of about 250 games
0: holy cow
1: yeah um so when you get into them you get into them <laughs> <Jeez>. um uh, <laughs> and and so
0: yeah beware well, about that everyone needs a thing <laughs> so folks go play some games or don't do, do i mean do something that's fun do something that's interacting with other people do it you know uh, inc- encourage your church. Go to your pastor. I, I want you. To, I-, I want you to go to your pastor and to say, "Pastor, it's time for pandemic."
1: It is time for pandemic. And we're going
0: to schedule a night and we're going to play Pandemic. And and if your pastor slaps you across the face and says, "Out with thee, Satan," then you're in the right church. <laughs> uh, Preston Fuller, what what time are your worship services at? If I was wanting to go to Tilton Northfield United Methodist Church, what time should I get there?
1: Uh, you should get there by nine thirty a.m.
0: Nine thirty a.m. And what about Franklin? Eleven fifteen a.m. Eleven fifteen. So, so know- if you want to sleep in, you can got the you know, same sermon. Same, same, same darn same sermon. sermon. <laughs> Each sermon. I mean, these aren't long sermons either, because you got to get from one to the other.
1: Yeah. No. I I usually preach under ten minutes.
0: Under ten minutes. Yeah. Is that what they call a sermon in the Methodist Church?
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got
0: a good gig going there. Man, under 10 minutes.
1: That's the intro. Um, if you have a child, we'll baptize them, unlike these other folks. Oh, you baptize your babies, huh? Yes, we do. And
0: is it is is Jesus really in the bread and the and the and the wine?
1: As soon as you eat it.
0: Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> what if you just hold on to it, and then like on Wednesday or Thursday, then you eat it? Is then it becomes Jesus? Uh, it
1: becomes probably more like Paul or Peter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the longer you wait, the further down the
1: line it goes. The further, I mean, if you wait a week, you're eating Judas, dude. No, no, Don't, like, don't yeah, wait a week.
0: My, after a month, at St. Alphonsus. So you're like, I don't even know who this is anymore. I'm, I'm eating this bread, and I don't know
1: who I'm eating. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the guy that works down at the Cumberland Farms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Mathis, I love you.
1: Uh,
0: all right, and, and Preston, do you have any other self-promotion you want to put out there? Website, blog, or anything like that?
1: uh nah, no i'm good good enough all right i'll live my secret life
0: good yeah you should keep it secret and you, <laughs> you know all those trophy heads you have on your wall you really should take them down kind of creepy yeah. uh preston thanks a lot for being on the show yeah absolutely John. good to see you man
2: what <laughs>
0: was a good conversation I hope you enjoyed it I hope you learned something and maybe it wasn't maybe you've been inspired to you know start gaming or just finding your thing that you enjoy to do and I just realized when I said gaming that that may be video games or uh, electronic games we'll call them we didn't talk about that at all these are board games uh, but you know do the thing that you love to do and find community in that you know stop being by yourself Get out of your house. Go go meet people. Go be with people. Come on. You smell and you scare me. Please. If you want to send a comment about this show or any other shows, you can send those to 12enough at gmail.com. That's written out, 12enough at gmail.com. You can go to the Facebook page, Facebook slash 12enough. And always come to the show page, 12Enough.com, where you can see the show notes for this show, past shows, my blog, and and other fun things. Lots of fun things. There's balloons. There's balloons at my website. You go to the website, you get a balloon. I'm not going to make it into any kind of animal or anything like that. I just don't have those skills, nor do I want them. You know what? It's not that big of a deal. You can twist up a balloon into crazy things. Well, it is. But it's not going to be my thing. I refuse, okay? So just... No. Uh, I want to thank again Preston for being on the on the show. You can go check him out at the um, United Methodist Church in Tilton or in Franklin, New Hampshire. I mean, New Hampshire is not that big. It can't be hard to find Tilton or Franklin. Uh, and uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. Twelve Enough is a podcast of Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Preston Fuller, the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Tilton, um, or Tilton Northfield United Methodist Church, and Franklin United Methodist Church, both in New Hampshire. Uh, The music is by Andrew Malone. The bump music is by Charlie Eastman. The inspiration was from God and Board Games. The thoughts, ideas, opinions, ruminations, moments of brilliance, moments of stumbling, moments of not really sure what to say do, uh, do not represent the hosts, friends, families, denominations, churches, um, or the games that they referenced. We did not get any money from those games. We just really enjoy them. Uh, but overall, these were our ideas. This is our podcast.